Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. M.G. Bailey joins us today for Song of the Soul. M.G. is not only a one-man band playing simultaneously with hands and feet while singing, he's a -a one-of-a-kind kind of one man. Authenticity and creativity mix fruitfully in M.G.'s music with ideas, stories, and images that stretch us out of our conventional expectations and storylines. There's beautiful guitar and other instruments all played by M.G., but mostly you can't listen to these songs without feeling you're glimpsing beyond the veil of your own individual reality. And even though Andrew Jansen helped with production assistance, we've talked long enough that we'll have to excise significant hunks to make this broadcast version fit in 55 minutes. The full uncut version, including one song that is only included in the uncut version on NorthernSpiritRadio.org and as an excerpt, it's all on our site. Right now, we are headed over to Homewood, Illinois for a visit via Zoom with M.G. Bailey, One Man Band. M.G., so glad we finally got together for Song of the Soul. Can I hear a bigger whoop? Come on, let's... (laughs) Whoop, whoop! You haven't warmed up my vocal cords yet. And if you put that on a loop, it'll probably be part of some wonderful song. Yeah. Let's start off by letting the folks know you are M.G. Bailey when you're on stage. And when you go home and talk to yourself, do you lecture yourself like, M.G., you could have played that chord that way? I guess so. I definitely have an inner monologue, but it doesn't really use names. (laughs) I don't call myself by my stage name or birth name. And I basically just kind of, my inner voice has a little dialogue that goes, yeah, man, you need to get your stuff together, me Well, why don't we give the people some taste of what this music that you've been doing? What do we start out with, MG? Let's get into it with Get to Getting. Get to Getting. Okay. You don't want to just start out halfway, do you? No, let's do Get to Getting. Again, I feel it's important. I talk about things on stage that maybe I shouldn't talk about. You know, I don't get political by any means, but I definitely try and make a connection and say, no matter what side you swing towards, you know, this country is a beautiful place. And the people in it are beautiful people. And I feel we're all kind of so polarized and the dichotomy of it all has us really kind of find the wrong thing. And the song Get to Getting was a song I wrote years ago that unfortunately never goes out of style. The lyrics are always going to be current because there's always some new war starting and some new battle and some argument over who's right and who's wrong. And it, it is, it's important. And I, I try not to, because again, I go to states that are maybe very red or, you know, maybe very blue. And I don't want to hate on the other side of anything. You know, I really want people to try and just get along and maybe see a little bit of the other side of things and know that everyone's just trying to raise their kids. And, you know, again, it's, it's a toe tapper, but it's got a serious undertone to it, too. Well, and it leads in with this discordant kind of, it's ominous to some degree. Absolutely. Just, you know, it's leading us into this thing that can hurt and 
can we take it somewhere? That's my take on how, where, what you're heading with this. The song is Get to Gettin'. M.G. Bailey is our guest here today for Song of the Soul. So let's get to it. Backyard, I feel hell rising, heaven falling, earth shaking, moving my soul. I seen us a swirling down the toilet. Music today by M.G. Bailey. That song was Get to Gettin'. It's off his recording, Long Time Comin'. Check him out at mgbailey.com. And I have to admit, M.G., when I listened to that song first time through, I couldn't tell at all whether you were being flippant or sarcastic or earnest or what. You know, you, you say, you know, like, grab your Bible, go to praying. That could have been sarcastic. It could have been earnest. I didn't know. I couldn't tell uh, throughout it. But I guess there's an earnest sarcasm throughout it, maybe, too. 
There is. I wrote it in 2004 or five ish. And it was one of those that I brung into my one man band because it is, it's a very basic song and I started performing it again. So I guess what I'm saying is I did write it a while back, which there is maybe more sarcasm, but again, I don't hold anything to the, the grab your Bible and get to praying. It's more, it, that's more of just like a, if you do it, if you're a thinker, think on it. If you're a prayer, pray on it. If you're a problem solver, start solving it more. That's it's more of a line like that. You do you. Yeah. You do you, but like things are getting hot. And since the song was written, it's not like we've had a cool down in any way, shape or form. So the song stays current again, that the whole thing in the Ukraine right now. And it's not like I go, this song's about the Ukraine, but I basically say I wrote this during George W. And I would be like, Oh man, I hate this guy, George W. And then we had Obama and I'm like, ah, oh, friggin' Obama. And then we had Donald Trump and it's like, Oh man, maybe I'm just not a super big fan of uh, presidents in general. <laughs> and that's kind of what I lead into it when I play it. I just kind of go, you know, the song doesn't go out of style. And I, again, I, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. I don't play it at the party. I play it when I feel I have a moment to, you know, share a little and again, get people to think and kind of a warning. You said that, you know, back around 2004, 2005, you wrote it. So at that point, you're performing with another band or bands. Uh, who were you with? What were you doing? I was in a band called Slow Moving Machine, but I was also in like a bluegrassy band called Cold Beer and Diesel. We really didn't do a lot, but it was still something I was doing. I would say not to say it was the beginning of me performing, but like that, the Get to Get was a song. I, ba I basically recorded and wrote it and then the band started playing it and then it wound up on a record because people loved the song. And yeah, it was kind of one of that was maybe even like part of the birth of me being like a solo performer in a weird way. Well, let's give our listeners some more experience with your music. Number two for Song of the Soul, what do we got? Let's do It's Over. <laughs> Let's keep it dark. Wait, wait, second song, you can't say It's Over. Then we have to just hang up afterwards, right? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's Over is another song. Again, it's got kind of those dark undertones. There's sarcasm in there for sure. I mean, the whole song is kind of sarcasm. But again, in a very earnest way, lyrically. And this song has come back into my life over this last tour in a really good way. And I like, again, it's that thing, like I wrote it and I recorded it. So then there's a performer aspect of things. And I really just started performing it really well recently. You've got this wonderful harmonica lead in, you know, like 60 seconds leading in with that acoustic sound. And then you get into the driving music, right? Right. Some kind of where it feels to me like it's transitioning from folk to hard rock. The thing that I find most interesting about this song is the inner contradictions that feel like they're boiling around in your heart. Is that a past version of M.G. Bailey or is that still today? <laughs> I would have to say it's still a definite part of my character. And I almost mean the words even more now. <laughs> and again, that's like it came back into my life. And it is. It's like, you know, these things that you want and these things that you wish for. And then you get a little taste of it. And I think to be a musician and a songwriter to a certain degree, you probably are slightly. You have to be troubled. <laughs> Kind of. You don't have to force it, but like the more you realize that you are, again, like I, I don't want to stew in it, but I do use it in my songwriting. And then I go, oh man, I do want to write a song and then like forget all about it. Like after you write it, then you got to practice it and rehearse it. And then you got to play it for 20 years and mean it every time. And, you know, it is like a thing. There's just a joy to writing a song and being like, that was great. That was beautiful. And not try and sell it. You know, I don't know. Like, it's, it's a beautiful thing in a certain light. And I definitely don't want to smoke cigarettes anymore. But <laughs> every once in a while, it would be great to just waste my life and smoke a cigarette for 15 minutes <laughs> if it wasn't so addicting and destructive. 
Well, folks, we're just getting started for Song of the Soul with M.G. Bailey, but this song is called It's Over.
second song from M.G. Bailey for today's Song of the Soul. It's from his self-titled album. It's called It's Over. You can sense some of the active volcanoes living underground that make M.G. Bailey's music exciting and captivating for people. Not clean, not categorical, but certainly passionate. And you'll get it right from It's Over and many more songs. You mentioned, M.G., about the bands you've been a part of. You know, since you're maybe 15 years ago or so, you start moving in a one-man band as a solo performer. Before that, about how many bands had you been with and what kinds? All rock bands. Again, like I I would do like a recording session for some hip-hop people. You know, I would play some reggae music in the rock bands. I studied a little jazz and a little classical, like going to school, you know, kind of focusing on having some sort of career in music, whether you count it or not, you know, lots of rock bands that I was in. I was in one called in and out with my buddies. I was in a band called Halstead. I was in the slow moving machine, but I did. And a lot of people don't count it, but like I played in jazz bands and high school and in college. I did wind up playing, and again, even after being a one-man band, everyone's like, oh, don't you ever want to play with anybody again? But like, I was playing with a church band, you know, just to keep playing music. It's not like I ever stop. I fill in every once in a while, even now with this R&B band. You know, there's no not wanting to work with groups. It's just bands tend to break up. And I just wanted to see what would happen if I could keep something going longer than four or five years. It turns out that good to do. It's like it takes time to build up an audience and build up a good collection of your own material and cover. I mean, it all takes time. So it's, uh, it's been cool seeing that happen. And I still talk to a lot of people from those groups. It's not like things ended terribly. And it's mostly other people who would move on and do other things. <laughs> you know, I was, I was on a path and everybody else was kind of just strolling along. Folks, you are listening to Song of the Soul. Our website is northernspiritradio.org. And we've got all of our guests the last 16 and a half years on the site for both Song of the Soul and Spirit and Action programs that we do. So you can track down links to them. You want to find M.G. Bailey, which is just mgbailey.com. The link is on northernspiritradio.org. You can post comments about this interview. We love hearing from you, so please give your feedback. Give us ideas, suggestions. M.G. Bailey called me up back in the beginning of March and said, hey, are you interested in this? Send me some links. I saw some of his music. I said, sure, come on, let's have some time together. So I'm so grateful you're here. So also on that site, you can donate to NordenSpiritRadio.org. It's full-time work, but instead of having it supported by government or corporations, uh, we don't want to sell our soul that way. So we want you, the listeners, to let us know that we should go on. So you can donate by our site. And remember, please, to support your local community radio station. I don't know if there is one in Homewood, Illinois, but Chicago has a number of wonderful community radio stations you should access. Uh, There's some 42 stations across the nation that carry Northern Spirit Radio programming. Check us out there. Support them with your hands and wallet. And please, please make a difference by being part of your local community. The ability to work in community is more and more difficult in our society we maybe have community within our house you know with our spouse or our kids but a community outside of that's more and more of it's being sold to whichever corporation best grabs your attention so please 
work on building community and community radio stations are a great way to do that. And right now, MG, because I know we've got a lot of music we want to get to, where are we headed next? Let's do the worst best. Yeah, worst best is a song that was a very challenging song to play as the as the solo performer, as the one man band. And it does. It has this wow chorus or hook or whatever you want to call it. I'm I'm not anti chorus, but I definitely like I can't stand when people revolve, you know, the whole song around this chorus idea and it's again trying to voice an opinion or tell you to do something or whatever. And I like that wow the just the lyrical feeling of singing that just feels really good. And I like trying to get my audience to do it now. And I like showing them the, you know, I do a little show them the chorus or show them that right before we play it. And it's really cool to get people involved and sing it and have fun with it. And it's a really fast upbeat song. It's about four minutes and some change. I should have wrote it again to only be about two and a half minutes. (laughs) It would have made my physical act of playing it a lot less, but I wrote a long, fast, hard song, and uh, I love it to death. So enjoy the ooh Get ready for the blood and guts that are all part of M.G. Bailey's song, Worst Best.
worst It's the best feeling Best is the song. You'll find a couple versions of it by M.G. Bailey out on his recordings. The version you just heard is from his recording, Long Time Coming. And I hope you're all carrying that ooh-wah-oo into your dreams, to your life as you're walking down the street. I don't know. I, I hope it helps that way for you. The line in there that struck me most centrally that I figured was somewhere deep in the core of M.G. Bailey, was, I just want to play and not be judged. Do you run into a lot of judgers, or is the judger traveling inside you? I don't know. I Definitely, I judge myself pretty harshly. But again, it is that thing, like you go out, and again, some songwriters aren't performing as much. And when you're a performer, uh, especially in the Chicagoland area, you have to get people's attention. You know, like you're in competition with baseball games and football games and the jukebox and everything available online. And it is, it's it's one of those things where like, there's no getting away without being judged. People are going to like your music or not like your music. And I mean, I don't know. I, in my world, man, maybe because I am very inviting to it. And I, I open my mouth and I, I really try to put myself out there. You know, you hear a lot of opinions, good and bad, you know, and people do, people come at you and I don't know. It's, it's definitely something that has come along with me that I probably drag around. And again, it's that thing like being an artist is, is hard and it's never supposed to be easy. And I, I suppose the not wanting to be judged really, really isn't the truth, but it is just like, it would be great to be able to get it, like, just, you know, make a living playing music and not having to hear critics or people be critical or have someone tell you to turn down because, you know, people are trying to enjoy their uh, fish dinner or whatever. <laughs> and you're playing in the corner, you know, cause I do, I do a lot of like working musician stuff too, you know, where I'm just out there playing Sinatra and Johnny Cash and stuff like that. Well, what do we share next? Let's do jobs, which was a song again, that was a song like I had written the lyrics and the guitar part in this group and the group kind of disbanded before the song got recorded. And I was like, I got to use this song, man. And it was kind of an upbeat punk song. So I decided to change up the, the vibe of it. I wanted to use these lyrics and the lyrics can be kind of offensive at times, depending on who you are. But it was basically uh, written thinking you hear, you know, you're a musician, man, you should get a job and you should get a real job. And how much work I've put into my music and, and, and whatnot, you kind of go, man, that's, that's real. Again, not, not to say super disheartening, but you just kind of go like, oh man, like you can't make somebody understand that just isn't going to understand. The get a job part was, it, again, like, man, if you got a job, if you're making money, if you're living life, like you're doing fine. If you hate what you do, 
you should try and get yourself out of it, even though people work themselves into positions where they can't get themselves out of it. This song was written basically around, there's nothing wrong with being a waitress, but there are things about being a waitress that suck just as much as, it's great to be a musician, but there's, there's things that suck about being a musician. You know, construction is money, but it's a backbreaking gig. People that work construction, you know, they give their, their bodies away to the job. It's not just the hard work. I mean, you're going to get the hard work, but you are using up your body when you're doing that job. When you do that, you know, when you're a lawyer or, or whatever, you know, you're, it might be white collar work. You might have to exercise to get your body in, in, in shape, but you, you have the time and the means. But I mean, you have to lose a little bit of yourself to, again, the, the job. The job will take something from you. There's no getting away from it. You know, even as a musician, my body is starting to go from being a guitar player. And you go, that's not supposed to happen. And guitar players don't like have pain. Yes, they do shoulder problems and elbow problems. And it's just, there's no escaping work if you're going to do something for a living. <laughs> Part of it that I was wondering about, it, it seemed, you know, you talk about, you know, you got to get your HDTV and you got to have money to do all this and that. Were you speaking with some degree of, was it an insult to people who are into their toys? I'm not writing it as Again, it's that thing where some people maybe wouldn't dig the whole song, finding it insulting, just talking about the contrast in, in different work. It's more, again, that thing like, do you live to work or do you work to live? Yeah. It's basically that. Even as a musician, and I, again, I don't know who's going to hear this in my neighborhood, but I talk about money very openly and people come at me and ask me about money very openly. Like, oh, well, yeah, you're blah, blah, blah. like, they don't even think you get paid or, or whatever they think. There's a whole stigma over music and musicians. And I'm a solo performer doing this one man band setup. So it's bizarre and weird. And people are like, how are you even affording? And people have really come at me with things where I'm like, oh my God. And then I find myself really trying to keep up with the Joneses. And I'm sitting around with all these other dads and they work construction jobs. And again, jobs is an older song, but they do this and they do that. And I'm trying to keep up with them talking about certain things. And in the last year or two, even the pandemic, it kind of woke me up and I was like, why am I trying to compare myself to somebody who has this job and you don't want to have it all. Right? I don't even want to have the job. <laughs> like, why am I even trying to like keep up with this thing that I got into this lifestyle for to avoid? And that's why I put it in there. I haven't played this song in years, years and years and years. But I wanted to put it in just to bring that thing up for a reminder. It was really great having to write out all these lyrics and go over them and be like, man, Bailey, cheesy, crazy. Like, come, it's, you did have things to say. You had purpose and points to your music. It's not just a, hey, baby, let's fall in love. And I don't write those kind of songs. I write songs that make you think a little bit, which again, playing the farmer's market, playing the wedding, playing the fish restaurant, it's hard to get those songs in going on tour and playing these other shows where like, that's what they like, play your music, buddy. It's been really great to review my review, my music again. And, and yeah, it, it's not an insult in jobs to say you need these things, but like, let it be known that you have to work so hard because you want those things. If you don't want the big fancy house and the big fancy car, you can probably do the thing you love to do and survive. But if you want to have the big fancy car and go to friggin' Disney World, and if you want all those things, there is the sacrifice. So let it be known that you want it. You want all that. So you have to do all this. If that isn't as big of an issue, if you're happy with a good meal and your camping trip to uh, Wisconsin this summer, chances are you might not have to work that extra 20 hours overtime. Chances are you don't have to sell your soul to your computer. You know what I mean? But people lock themselves into those ideas and they say you can't buy happiness. And it's true. You can't buy happiness. 
but I bet if you, one of my friends was talking about all this problem and I was like, sounds to me like you make too much money. <laughs> and he was, he was just like, no, no, no. And I'm like, Hey man, if you don't have the thousand dollars to spend on that thing, you're not going to have that thing. You create your own little world and live within your means. And there's nothing wrong with wanting money. Like, I don't think there is, there's nothing wrong with working hard, but if you're like, man, I have to work so much. It's like, well, it's because you spend so much. The song by M.G. Bailey is Jobs. It's from his release, Lucy Goosey. Here it is. Get a job. Factory jobs will kill you slow with benefits. When an office job will keep you out of the mix. Construction is money, but it's a back-breaking gig And I'm gonna die working no night shift Working tables is great unless there ain't no Teaching is cool if you can handle them kids Slanging until you get put in that pain Gas station employed Liquor store management Get a job oh, I got a job job There ain't no jobs Get a job We got no jobs Cause it's the things that you employ You better make that dollar and get your You gotta have money for HDTV And it better be on a flat screen somewhere in Flossmore
Passionate Music from M.G. Bailey. That song was Jobs. It's from his release, Lucy Goosey. When did Lucy Goosey come out? 2012, so 10 years ago. Was that by any chance near your first solo? You know, the thing that's kind of weird about that period of time, and I mean, the the not to say that um, there isn't always a lot to learn, but like I made two records prior to that. One of them is up on the internet. But like it was basically the beginning of streaming. So I made like Lucy Goosey was definitely the first one that was like, again, the one man band title was kind of involved. And that's how I was starting to perform more and more. But I made the first solo record I ever made is like not really out there because it never got put on. I sold like burned CDs of it. I never got like it printed up properly to where digital distribution was going to be a part of it. And then I never got around to putting it on any platforms because it just, I was so well past that music that I just wasn't worried about it. The first album to go up on like iTunes and Spotify and stuff was an album called All In on a Bad Bluff, which was a very experimental record. I actually listened to it on my last tour, like all the way through, not this one I just finished, but, and I was like, man, I'm pretty proud of that one. I, mean, I used to tell people, I used to make really odd music and, then I was starting to play out in like bars and stuff and I have to play like traditional bar music and whatnot. And Lucy Goosey was like the birth of me actually sitting down at a one man band and hitting the drums with my feet and stuff. So that would be like, not the first solo, but the first, that would be the birth of leaning towards that whole one man band idea, you know, which again, now I'm not leaving behind, but I'm kind of working myself in a different direction as well. But yeah, that was the one that I was like, man, I need help. And I got a friend of mine to help me record it. And, I focused on just on doing my thing and trying to perform. A number of your comments, MG, have led me to believe that you wouldn't make a very good sheep. <laughs> Maybe not, no. Did that affect you at all going through school? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Lots. Where I wasn't a wolf either, you know, I wasn't a sheep. So it was really hard. Like you had these people that, again, just did whatever they were told. And you had people that wouldn't do anything they were told. And I was just kind of this person in the middle that was like, how about I just do what makes sense? Can't we meet in the middle, essentially? You know, can I be myself and also like survive? And the truth is, it was definitely difficult to maintain, you know, especially as you got older and older, it was like, I couldn't help it to, you know, raise my mouth when, when something wasn't right. You know, it was hard for me to keep my mouth shut about it. I don't think you'd be a very good cog in a bureaucratic machine. No, I would be a great help to it, but I would definitely not help. <laughs> I would, I think I would, I don't know. I, I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. Well, you're consciously on this path of doing your own thing. Prove it to us. Let's share another song. Right on. I'll tell you what, the, uh, the last three we'll go over and we'll, we'll go over quick. I'm sorry, dear is the anti-pop tune of my career, I'm, I'm sure, even more than it's over. And it was a thing where I never thought anybody was ever even going to really hear it for what it was. And again, I'm selling a few CDs while CDs are still available. And every once in a while, somebody comes up to me and requests that song. And I'm like, really, that song? And we're in a bar or a farmer's market. And it's a really dark song, kind of about something I've never really experienced. And, and, and to a certain degree, I have seen and experienced 
but not to the way I, I depict it in the song where it's like, you know, kind of like people are coming to take us over. People are trying to like the Russians are invading the Ukraine, man. I mean, you know, it, that's happening right now. I'm sorry, dear. A song I wrote is literally happening and has happened a million times over. And I kind of just put myself in a position of like, it sounds really kind of cheesy, but the, the husband that, that makes the mistakes all the time, the buffoon husband or whatever. And it's like, sometimes you mess up. Like yesterday, I got the wrong dog food <laughs> and I didn't get in trouble, but I messed up and I got the wrong dog food. Oh, I'm sorry. And today it's your dead eyes are haunting my life. Right, 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 right. <laughs> the well, dog food it, and your dead eyes. They go together well. <laughs> well, it's more just like, it's no sweat off my back. I got the wrong dog food. It's no sweat off my back, some of the things. But like, you know, being a human being and wanting to look after your family, it's like, sometimes it's not just like making money and, and doing all this stuff. It's kind of like keeping your ear to the ground and being aware that there is real trouble out there and that you want to try and keep your family out of harm's way. And sometimes it's not just driving out of a bad neighborhood. Sometimes it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know, you want to protect your family. And sometimes it's, it's not as easy as all that. It's a little darker piece, but I love it. Angie Bailey goes a little bit dark on us. Uh, a song of penitence, maybe. I'm sorry, dear. Right now, leave our happy home. We gotta run like hell. They're coming, babe, in great numbers and armed to the teeth. Armed to the teeth. Sorry, Dear is that song by M.G. Bailey. Again, his website is mgbailey.com. That was on his self-titled album. And uh, M.G., uh, as I listen to it, there's the very scary storyline that's part of it. 
but still I feel somehow the last three words are the crux of the thing. You're not nothing. Where did that come from? You start to think a little differently when you have, when you start a family, you know, and again, like in this world of, you know, maybe not belonging to the a cog in the machine, you know, that's something I want to make sure, I guess my kids know that it's not just about like getting a job and making your money. And, you know, there are things at play and, you know, it, it has to do with some of my friends who actually did go off to war and, you know, after 9-11, they got, they got called back into service and knowing that that's always a possibility in our, in our society that, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to draft or whatever, but like that it is when, when it comes down to it, my kids and my life where, again, there's no great war happening here right now. You never know. And, you know, you want to do the right thing and protect your family. But I also want my kids to know that they are more than just something that is, that is belonging to our country or to me or to a society, you know, they are, they can be protected. And I know this is a little long-winded that I tend to be, but like they are, they have a place in this world beyond just being part of society and being part of a cog in a machine. They're not, they're not just here to be, you know, there's people, there are, man, you see pictures of people sending their kids across the border with messages markered on them, you know, to bring a message across the Ukrainian border or to a family member or something like that. And it's like, kids are get used in just terrible ways, you know, as a society. And I mean, you're a kid and we're not kids anymore, but we're still human beings. Like everyone has a child inside them, you know, and I don't know. It's, it, there's no exact answer, I guess, but it's just that they're not like we matter more than just the working and the soldier and the invader or the invadee, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're people and we matter the low, the, the top of us, the bottom of us. Like if you're a human being, you have a part in this world. Yeah. And there's a lot of profundity out of these stories. Although I have to say that you really challenged me with the music that you picked out today. <laughs> a lot of it is so different. And I'm trying to understand where we're going, what it's meaning to me, to other people who are listening to it. Yeah, you really challenged me. So for you, I think that means that's a win, right? <laughs> it is. I'm glad. I'm glad that it came. I, I did. I picked a lot of music kind of that was challenging. We're right at the end of our time together. So let's squeeze in this one more song from MG Bailey. I know that there's a lot more that would give flavor, depth, full color to who you are and what you're doing with your songwriting. But what can we end with? We're going to end with Soaked Streets of Blue Island. And I wanted to end with this one because it's still one of my favorites to play for a few different reasons. You know, it's up tempo and I, I play this little guitar solo in, in the middle where I like thump with my thumb and play leads with my index and my uh, ring middle finger. And it's a song, I, I, I've said it before that there was new music coming out, but I did have this transition of when I started doing solo performing, I got to kind of, again, have a moment to reflect and I took some of my older music and I reworked it so I could play it as a solo musician. And, you know, so there's songs that I wrote when I was 20 that I still play at 41. Soak Streets is special because Soak Streets, I wrote the first verse when I was 20. And then I didn't finish the song until I probably was like 36 or 37 years old. And it's like, I had this thing and it was, again, it's like, I'm kind of all over the place in my mind. And when I write music, sometimes the whole, so like get to getting, I wrote that it happened in like one sitting, 
you know, I don't want to say I wrote it in 15 minutes, but it's not like I spent days trying to get the lyrics right. It just came right out. And I was like, man, I really like this. And it was, you know, simple music. And, but some songs, you know, you work on and they stick there, but they, the, whatever you have is good, but it's only like a minute worth of lyrics or a minute worth of a musical idea. So you kind of sit on it. Blue Island is a town a little north of me. And that is a town where that's where my, my father's side of the family has like wakes and funerals and things of that nature. And I went there, my, my, I had an uncle who's not uh, blood, but like he had a building there and I would go there and paint it and we'd get food there. And I was always going out to Blue Island for this, that, or the other thing. And then I stopped going there for years and I started playing music. A friend of mine opened up a brewery and I started spending a lot of time in Blue Island again. And all of a sudden, the second two verses popped in my head, like the second two verses happened. And I just thought the song really had a great flow. And it's just, it, I'm very proud of the storytelling of that song. It's a very accurate description. And again, it's a little on the dark side, but it's, it's just one of my favorite songs to play. What I always say is, is when I go on to these other towns now, I go, is there a wrong side of the tracks in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin? Is there a wrong side of the tracks in... Uh, Tallahassee, Florida. Is there a wrong side of the tracks in Akron, Ohio? And sometimes they go, this whole town is on the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> but Myrtle Beach, uh, North South Carolina, I'm like, is there a wrong side of the tracks here? And they're like, nah, it's great everywhere. And we're like, okay. <laughs> sure. So again, I like, yeah, sure. I like bringing that, uh, that aspect to it. Again, it lets me talk about the other towns I go to. And it's just one of my favorite songs. So enjoy the colors that are painted in the Soak Streets of Blue Island. We're going to finish off today's Song of the Soul with M.G. Bailey with this last song. It's also from his newest recording, Long Time Coming, and you check him out on mgbailey.com. The link's on nordenspiritradio.org. There's going to be some bonus excerpts on our site as well, stuff we can't fit in the 55-minute program, but which are worth listening to. So you can come hear the uncut version or the listen to the excerpts, or you could just stay with this broadcast version that you're hearing right now. Thanks so much, MG, for reaching out to me about living your life on the road. I, I think that's a hard life in a lot of ways, and I think it takes a lot of emotional fortitude as well as some physical fortitude to be able to do it. So thanks for doing that for the world. Thank you very much. I'm happy to do it. We go out now with Soak Streets of Blue Island. That's Blue Island, Illinois. Again, M.G. Bailey. The link's on northernspiritradio.org. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul, Soak Streets of Blue Island. Punks on the corner of Old Western 
that blue-collar proclamation. Well, you lace it up and you head out to a show. You buy around and you toot your nose. Looking around to settle scores in the corners of old Western. Theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.